Hey y'all, welcome to this composed mess. My name is Finn. I'm so happy you're here. I use he, him, and they, them pronouns, and you are listening to my podcast. I guess the first place to begin is a welcome. I'm happy to have you, whether this is the first time you're listening to an episode, whether this is the bazillionth. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you decided to click on the link and listen to me talk, which is something that I'm still flabbergasted people do. I guess right away I want to be candid with y'all that I'm tired (laughs) and not like the tired of like a physically exhausted but mentally very burnt out. I went from working, you know, as a barista, not sure where my life was going to moving all the way down to Florida, feeling completely exhausted, um, leaving my master's program for a full-time job in Florida, um, leaving my family in less than a month and making the jump to moving and working about 50 hour weeks. So I'm tired and I don't want to say that this podcast has kind of been put on the back burner, but I mean it has. For me, I started this podcast at the beginning to middle of quarantine. The idea was at the beginning of quarantine, but it really developed at, you know, the middle of quarantine when the world was shut down and this was like my outlet week on week on week. And as the world's slowly opening and as my world is slowly getting busier busier and busier, this feels more like a space that I get to, you know, be myself and be open, but it feels like a chore a little bit. I think part of that is that as I start to grow on the internet, I've learned that a lot of people know me, um, know a lot about me. Like, they know my life, they know my journey, um, and they reach out wanting to be my friend, and I know nothing about them, and it feels uncomfortable, um, and I know I did that to myself, but as I'm learning more and more about who I am, how I'm developing, where I'm at in this life, where I'm at in, you know, my journey, um, I continue to share that with people because I think it's important. I didn't have representation I didn't know anyone that looked like me that used pronouns that I do. Um, I didn't even know what pronouns were. I was really naive. And this wasn't like, you know, 10 years ago. This was like three years ago. And it's not that the dialogue wasn't happening. It's just that I was naive enough to not be part of the dialogue. And as I'm growing um, and meeting new people and consistently trying to challenge myself and my identity, it's kind of difficult to do so when I feel as though I'm slightly under a microscope because so many people have expectations that they place on me and I won't live up to those expectations. I have no problem saying that, but there's a piece of me that feels accountable and that wants to appease what people, you know, think of me and want from me, even though like that's not my fault. Like if people want to put standards on me, that's not my fault. Where my stress lies is that People have reached out to me a lot asking, like, to be my friend, asking to know more about me, asking, you know, where I got this or how I did this or that I'm so cool. And it's like, I'm struggling more than I ever have in my life. And I want to open up the conversation and have the dialogue of the experience I've had in coming out as being trans. Um, I want to dive into it a little bit because. In this season and during Pride Month, I want to touch on this topic and only speak from my own personal experience. I'm not speaking for an entire community of people. 
although I get to be part of that community and I'm so thankful that I get to have a community that lifts me up, I don't speak for everyone. My experience is my experience and no one else is. And although, you know, people might have parallels with my story, things might line up with other people, that doesn't mean that I get to define anyone else's story, anyone else's life. And I I want to talk about how much pain and stress and anxiety there is and I want to provide context that y'all see so much joy and that's great and I'm so happy I can bring happiness to y'all but to have so many people reach out to me telling me that I provide the joy for their day that I am living my best life that I am doing amazing that they're proud of it's great and I understand where people are coming from and they mean well but there's a lot of me that has a lot of imposter syndrome that we don't talk about in the community um, that I'm a part of. Oftentimes, I didn't really have a lot of people that were comfortable having those conversations, and I'm so thankful for people that did. So without further ado, I'm happy you're here. I'm doing a little check-in. Sorry it's one-sided, but I hope that you understand where I'm coming from in this conversation that it's not I guess the most lighthearted podcast but I want to share this story and knowing that podcast episodes might not happen every week they might happen every other week um and that's not that I can't maintain consistency it's that I have to remind myself that I'm one person and that um you know working 60 hour a week and then trying to post on TikTok and trying to you know, appease the audiences, plus doing this, plus trying to be social, plus trying to pay attention to the people that mean more to me than the whole world itself, uh, that gets really difficult. So I'm happy you're here, and let's get started. So the concept of people telling you you're living your best life. Um, what people don't see for me is that I have severe, severe gender dysphoria. Um, just, I mean, part of why I identify as transgender, and that's not to say that, you know, I, I speak for my own experience. Um, and it's really difficult when people ask me, um, oh my God, how did you get to be this confident person that you are? Or, oh my God, you're living your blessed life. And it's like, yes, I am. Okay. I want to preface this by saying, I'm so proud of how I look. I'm so proud that I feel confident in the person I am, these changes. But I wake up every day looking in the mirror, feeling as though I recognize and don't recognize the person in front of me. There's a piece of me that looks at myself and goes, oh my God, you look amazing. This is how you've wanted to look for so long. Attractive. I finally recognized you. But there's also a part of you that's proving how different you look. And that's really hard to trick your mind every day. To look in the mirror and not feel as though, you know, why am I doing this? It would be easier if this happened. I would be safer if I did this, if I went back. And although I would never go back to what I used to be, because change is constant and we constantly move forward, I want to say that it's really difficult to have people put expectations on you that you're so happy um, when you might be waking up every day feeling as though the world is crashing down, that 
you don't know when this feeling is going to end. That I, you are so attracted and proud of yourself, but also feel incredibly dysphoric and hate how you look. It's a really difficult, like, I guess, feeling to explain to people that don't really understand it, but I want to address it because these past couple months have been really scary because there are changes that happen to your body as you start any sort of hormone um, that are irreversible. And although you know that, and I am so thankful to have the hormones that I do, it doesn't make it less know scary in an exciting way it's like when you're about to go on space mountain you're excited you're kind of nervous but you know that this is a good decision oh but that doesn't mean you're not allowed to be scared it doesn't mean you're not allowed to be nervous i know i just explained being trans and my gender identity to space mountain but a piece of me every day wakes up in the morning terrified because these things are changing my body and for 23 years, I've only known how to be attracted to the male gaze. And now that I am the one labeled as having male gaze, how do you go about that? There's no book on it. I mean, there are books, but you feel very alone even because your experience is your experience, right? Um, yours and no one else's. And I say this because I have so many people kind of glamorize um, my trans narrative and my trans experience and be like, oh my God, you're living your best life. You look amazing. The best thing you've ever done for yourself. Oh my God, you look so much better than you used to. You look so much happier. And although that's true, when you're like grieving a loss of like your best self, it's validating and scary to hear people say that all at the same time. Um, and I guess that's just kind of where I'm at. And the fact of like, you can tell me you're proud of me because I'm proud of me too. Thank you. That's never going to be an issue. But to see so many, you know, 12 to 15 year old, 16, 17 year old reach out to me asking like how I decided to start testosterone, how I decided to cut my hair, how I made the decision to the pronouns I do, how I decided to come out, how I decided. Um, it's a lot of pressure because I don't want my decision to impact someone else in a way where they feel the need to do what I did just because they saw success in what I did. Because we are individuals and I want to provide context that my decisions are my decisions. And although they might be glamorized on social media, doesn't mean that they're perfect. Um, and maybe this is all things that y'all are like, yeah, okay, whatever. But, like, it needs to be talked about because it's not talked about enough. And it needs to be in the conversation because no one else is talking about it. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, excitement and joy in those that come out. Uh, but it doesn't that it's a perfect narrative. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sitting literally in my bedroom. My cat just decided to walk in cuddle, which is absolutely precious. Hi, Spencer. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm going on that segment of the talk. And this isn't going to be a long episode because it is 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday and I have to be at work at 7 a.m. tomorrow. But I wanted to talk on that because no one else is really talking about it. And 
It's it it needs to be addressed. I think the other thing to talk about is trigger to body dysmorphia. Um, the fact that so many people, um, have wanted to support or condemn what I do personally. Um, I guess not even why just in general, like the dialogue of being woke is great and needs to be talked about, but, um, performative allyship, people being almost overly supportive is incredibly uncomfortable. And so as someone that goes from the day of wearing a bikini and saying, screw this, I can wear whatever I want to three days later from that realizing I don't ever want to put a bikini on my body ever again. I identify as you know, a trans guy and that's really scary to say out loud just due to fear of safety and where I'm living uh, and never wanting to put a bikini on again and wanting top surgery and feeling so dysphoric. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to have people not uh, want to support that decision. You know, they'll support you being really hot in a bikini, but they won't support you getting top surgery because, you know, that's not, that's falling into gender norm, right? Um, instead of going against them because it's, it's what, it's not even what you think is trendy, it's just what you feel comfortable with. And right now, at this point in my life, things have been changing really fast. And it's not because, you know, these are sudden changes, it's just that I learn more about myself every day because I finally have time to reflect on myself. And now that I've moved out of my environment that I was living in, I have so much time for self-discovery. And it's been really difficult to constantly learn new things and constantly have things change and have people tell me like, well, you can't do this now. Or you can't be a lesbian that uses he, they, pronoun. You can't do this. Didn't you say this two weeks ago? That's my thing. Didn't you say this two weeks ago? Didn't you say this a month ago? Yeah, I probably did. But you can change within two weeks when it comes to sexuality, gender expression, when it comes to pronouns. You can change those, you know, there's something called fluidity. There's something called change. There's something called information provided to you that you might not have ever had before. Uh, And I just, I feel a lot of toxicity in the world we're living in with also so much hope. And I want to address that people need to understand that your definition and your label, the decisions you've put on yourself when it comes to identifying are yours and no one else's. And if you're falling into, you know, condemning people for changing or, you know, deciding to question people that said something a month ago, no. Why are we doing that? Um, it's exhausting. It's scary to people that might want to change their pronouns back or might want to, you know, they change their name and now they're uncomfortable with their name change. That's not me, but I just, I'm over it. And I know I sound really burned out and tired because I am. Because the platform that I grew on used to be such a happy place. And the second I, you know, I came out as lesbian, and the world supported and uplifted um, And then when I came out as trans, well, first I came out as non-binary, and people were like, yeah, okay. But then when I started labeling myself trans and now it's like trans guy, I lose followers every single day. 
And it provides a lot of context that even though we're the LGBTQA plus community, the T is often forgotten. There is still transphobia in the LGBTQA plus community. And that's scary. And that's disheartening. And that makes people feel lonely, even in people that are meant to lift up each other. And I don't want to sound, you know, hopeless, but I just wanted to make this episode to talk about that. Um, to recognize that this is a way for me to say I'm trans guy, but I still feel non-binary sometimes. It's scary to say out loud part of them that I do like about myself and that, you know, maybe they run out sense but I don't want to be labeled as a man but I am for sure a guy for sure a boy that's okay uh and I've hit the wall of not knowing what's next but being thankful for what I have so I'm so sorry this isn't a long episode I imagine that y'all are probably like Finn what's going on why aren't these episodes longer but the truth is I I've hit a wall of feeling uninspired and I don't want to just talk to talk about things that aren't inspirational, aren't motivational, and I want to be honest with y'all when it comes to being tired, when it comes to being overwhelmed. I do want to say to the people that have been nothing but loving, nothing but supportive, thank you. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. It really doesn't. I brag about you in the best ways to family and friends that I see people care. So I want to say thank you. You've been listening. I appreciate you. I will continue. If y'all want to, you know, have questions or want to hear more, have topics you really want to address, please reach out because I've hit a wall. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I guess this is my trans experience as it is right now, where I'm at, but not wanting to dive too deep because safety is really important to me right now and where I'm at. So without further ado, thank you for listening. I hope y'all have a great week. My name's Finn. I use they pronouns, and you've been listening to the Post Have a good week.